0: Glory to Glory, the Radio Teaching Ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join with us now as Pastor Joe Pettick teaches from the Book of Revelation. Chapter 9.
1: Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Far, far greater. We have, we have the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead living inside of us. We're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So we don't have to fear demons. We don't have to worry about demons. But I believe what can happen when we we kind of walk in darkness, we walk away from the Lord, we start going back to the old life, we start going back to the ways of the world and stuff, I think you're in a dangerous place, and you need to come back. Because when you're walking in the Spirit, you're walking, seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You know, everything's added to you. But if you choose to put aside the things of the, of, of the Lord, you choose to put aside the things that God has for you, you, walk away, you rebel against God, say, no, God, I don't want nothing to do with this. I got to do my own thing. And I, I kind of miss this stuff over here. That's danger. He wants to kill you. He wants to destroy you. He wants to rob you. It says that he's a thief and he he wants to steal from you. I believe this is. There's other scripture to back this up. When you leave this place today and the word of God's planted in your heart, the devil's right there. Beware of this. He's right there. He wants to tempt you. He wants to do something because he wants to snatch the word of God out of your heart. He wants to take it out or choke it out with the cares of the world or the deceitfulness of riches. And he just wants to come in and try to, to rob you from the implanted word of God and recognize that, that he's, he's out to steal. And he's like, he, he's there. He, he, he wants to take it away because the more of the word we get planted in our heart, the more of the things of God we, 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 we put into our lives, the, the more we're walking in the spirit, we are able to, to defeat the works of the devil but it's almost like there's a carrot waiting for us. And I think it's healthy for us to realize there's a carrot. As soon as you walk out these doors, do me a favor, look for the carrot, and it has a hook. And he wants to draw you away from the things of God. The devil wants to rob you of the things of God. And we can be in here, we can be, as we're you know singing to the Lord, as we're worshiping Jesus, as we're spending time in the word, as we're spending time in the spirit, and everything is just like, oh God, I just want to stay in this place. Lord, I don't want to move from this place, Lord. And Lord, this is so awesome. Your presence in my life. And then we can walk out those doors and the, the, the things of the world just starts creeping and the temptations of the world just say, no, no, come on this way. Just walk a little bit. Just, and it's almost like, I, I see it too. It's like, it's like this, he's like, there's a line right here and he's like, oh, he's just wanting you to just step over the line. Just, and he's just like, come on. He's just like, oh, it's going to be okay. Don't worry. God's going to forgive you. Come on. He's a forgiving God. Just come on over here. He wants to destroy. He wants to rob. He wants to hurt. And he's out hurting families right now. He's out destroying people's lives right now. In the church of the living God, we can be, by the grace of God and by the power of his Holy, Holy Spirit, we can be that, an influence in this world. Don't you love the rest of this verse, John 10, 10? So the devil, the thief, he comes to steal. He wants to steal the word of God out of your life. He wants to kill you spiritually. He wants to destroy your life. He wants to destroy your marriage. He wants to destroy your friendships. He wants to just take you out spiritually. He wants to make you in such a way that you're just sitting on the shelf, useless. But I love what Jesus says here. Jesus says, that's the devil's plan, but you know what my plan is? I've come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. That's what I've come to give you. Do you know that God wants you to have an abundant spiritual life? He wants you to walk in the abundance of his Holy Spirit. He wants, listen, He wants what's going on in the church, what's going on as you're worshiping Jesus, what's going on as you're having, you know, just you're loving the Lord, what's going on as you spend time in the word. You're like, wow, I bear witness to this word, God, it's true, and you have this. He wants you to take that outside of these walls, into the world, an abundant life, an abundant walk. Somebody called our church yesterday, and, and they talked to our secretary, Brenda Garcia, and and uh, he said about her, he says, man, he even asked her, he says, why, where do you get, why are you so you know, laughing all the time? Why are you just so happy all the time? And she says, it's Jesus. It's the, the work of the Holy Spirit in me. And that's a powerful testimony. When you have the joy of the Lord in the midst of trouble and, and, and turmoil, and you're just laughing and having a great time, and so, I, I think it drives the world crazy. Did you ever notice that? But we can have a joy that no one can take away. We can have an abundant life that nobody can take away, only if you allow the devil to. So Jesus says, I've come to give you life, and that more abundant. So the devil's main purpose is to destroy us. But what, are, what about the good angels? As we look at our text, as we think about this fallen angel, but what about the good angels? What are their purpose? Well, they've got many purposes, but two that I, I, I want to point out to you is that they minister to us and they protect us. We have angels ministering to us and protecting. There's ministering angels. In Hebrews, it talks about, we'll look at that in a second. They're, 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 they're ministering, they're, they're, they're helping us. My wife and I stopped at a car wash the other day. It was a detail place where they do detailing and car washes and stuff. And So we paid our bill and they take it through the thing. And the guy that was behind me, he pulled out his debit card to, to pay for his you know, car wash. He had a you know, big detail thing going on for his car. He pulled out his debit card, and the lady says, no, sorry, you know, it's declined. And he was all embarrassed. He goes, no, I just deposited a check today, and, and it's, it's, it's got to be fine. Try it again, and she tried it again. She said, no, it doesn't work. She goes, you have another card? He said, well, I'll try this one, and it doesn't work. And he's like, oh, man, he's just he's kind of getting embarrassed. You know, people are l- looking at him, you know. So I waited. I'm praying. I'm like, Lord, just give me an opportunity to, to share with them or so I waited till he was alone and I said, Hey, I said, you know, I, I don't have much on me. I said, I don't know. I, I think your bills, you know, because he had like a $34, he's going to do a whole detail wax, everything, you know. And I said, I have got like 26 bucks on me. I said, I said, ask him if they can do maybe a little more basic car wash and, you know, maybe 26 bucks should more than take care of it. I said, Here. And he kind of looked, he goes, Well, he goes, Why would you do that? And I said, well, I'm a Christian, and God has blessed me so much, and I just want to be a blessing to you. I said, no big deal. I said, I've been, I've been in your shoes many times where I put a check in, and it doesn't clear for a couple days, and I think the money. I said, don't even worry about it. He goes, no, and he goes, look, and he's got, I got another check. I said, I no, it's cool. I said, don't worry. He said, oh, praise God. You know, you know, it's like a, <laughs> he becomes Christian. He was cussing and swearing earlier than that, but I just want to let you know. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's praise God, hallelujah. But, uh but then he was even feeling bad. He goes, no, hold on, let me call my bank. And so he's on the phone. He's calling his bank and, and to see if they can release some of the funds. And I mean, this has taken a long time. You know, we had an appointment to go to. We're running behind. We're like, okay, Lord, you're teaching us patience on top of this. Okay. So he's, he gets on the phone. Finally, after a long time on the phone, they said they'll release $34, just enough to pay his, his bill. You know, I mean, he's like, thanks a lot, you know. So that's happening. And then my wife, you know, and he's like, well, he gives us our money back. He says, man, he says, that is so awesome. And th- you would do that. I said, yeah, well, you know, we're Christians. And then my wife says, yeah, he's a pastor and, he, you know, that's just his heart. And, and you know, he, said, he goes, well, what church? He says, Calvary of the Heart. He goes, he goes, no way. He goes, years ago, I used to go to that church. And I go, no way. He says, yeah, I was dating a Christian girl and I was going there dating her and I was going to the church. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. And so I don't remember who the girl was, but, and I says, well, I believe this is the Lord. Wanted to speak to you, and he wants you to go back to church. And he wants to draw you back. This is a divine, I believe totally this is a divine appointment from the Lord. He's like, yeah, you know, you're right. My whole family, they're Christians, and they keep telling me this. And it it was a total divine appointment. And then check this out, though. So they release the funds. So he goes back in line. He says, hey, they released the funds. Go ahead. You should be able to put it through. She puts the card through. Yeah. She goes, oh, guess what? Up on the screen, she goes, you have a free car wash. (laughs) Because he's gone there so much. He had one free car walk the whole time. And he looked at me, and then my wife said, my wife says, yeah, I believe the angel, an angel came and just totally blanked out your account so you can talk with us. And he says, I believe that. Angels. The minister. Hebrews 1.14 says, are they not all ministering spirits, talking about angels, sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation, the word minister means to aid, to help, to serve. And I believe that the things are happening in the spiritual realm. Things are taking place, even with that whole card thing. I think, you know, possibly, you know, the angels there just kind of stopping the payment or whatever was going on, but it was a God thing. They're here to minister to us. Another verse that goes with good angels, talking about protection. Most of you know this, Psalm 91:11, For he, the Lord, shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands, they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. So they're there to protect us. I know when I was in the world, before I even became a Christian, I look back and I'm like, God was protecting me. There's situations in my life, and I'm sure we've all had that. Maybe, you know, I'd lived a crazy life where I should have died. I should have been killed. There's fights I'd get in. My, my friends, I'd go out before I knew the Lord and get into crazy fights. These guys, they, they, all, they, they, they loved to drink, and when they drank, they wanted to fight everyone. They always wanted to fight the bouncers or the biggest guys, and it was like, great. And I, I was in the midst of all that. I'm like, Lord, you protected me back then. Another great verse, Psalm 34, verse 7. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. He delivers us. So we've got this spiritual realm around us as we see in our text, this fallen angel opens up the pit. Let's go back and look at that again. So to him was given the keys to the bottomless pit. The bottomless pit is also known as the abyss, hell. It's believed that it's in the center of the earth. Luke chapter 16 talks about the rich man, and Lazarus, when they died, one went to Abraham's bosom, the other went to a holding place, a place of torture, and there was, a, there was a division between the two. And it's believed that when Jesus Christ died on the cross, it says that he who ascended first descended into the lower parts of the earth, setting the captives free. So it's believed that Jesus Christ went into the lower parts of the earth. He emptied out Abraham's bosom where Abraham was and, that, and Lazarus was and the others that were there, and he, he, he took him out. So that's what's believed that we're talking about, this bottomless pit. Notice he went to the earth. Satan fell from heaven, went to the earth. He had keys on earth to go to a place that's called the bottomless pit. So most likely it's the center of the earth. It's the abode where demons are incarcerated. Demons are trapped in this place, but they're going to get a holiday. They're going to get a five-month holiday to come out to the earth and to torture men. And the torture is going to be so bad, men are going to want to die. And they won't be able to even kill themselves. So, so the next verse says, and he opened this bottomless pit and smoke arose out of the pit like the smoke of a great furnace. So if you've ever seen a volcano, you know how the smoke is in the air and it darkens the sky. And then, you know, if it's a lot comes out that it just it darkens even the sun. That's the picture here. But then it says, then out of verse three, the smoke locusts came upon the earth and to them was given power as the scorpions of the earth have power so these are no ordinary locusts the description of them talks about you know they have hair like a woman, they have teeth like a lion they have a face like a man they have a breastplate like like iron they have wings like horses that are going out to battle they have tails that sting they have power to sting men it says i don't know you know, we don't have enough understanding of this. I don't know if it's something in the spiritual realm. You can't see these things. And you're just walking and they, you get stung from these things. You're like, oh, and, it's, and you want to die and get sick. We don't know. Or is it actual, you'll, you'll be able to see these demonic things that have like, you know, weird faces and weird hair. And, and I mean, that could be really creepy. I, I looked up scorpions just to see. I've never been, has, how many people have been bit by a scorpion? Anybody? One, two, two people? Was it pretty bad or just not too bad. Pretty bad. They say, you know, if it's a certain scorpion, you can die from it. But I looked it up. Aren't they cute little creatures? I mean, does that, I mean, without the description, how these demonic ones look, that to me looks evil. But the scorpion, uh, when they sting, the symptoms are tingling, burning at the site of the, the, where the sting is, numbness, difficulty swallowing, difficulty breathing, blurry vision, seizures, more severe muscle twitch. Unusual headaches, neck, eye movement, unusual, you know, drooling, sweating, vomiting, high blood pressure, low blood pressure, accelerated heart. Sounds like a a drug commercial, doesn't it? Restlessness, excitability, (laughs) in rare cases, death. (laughs) It's not going to be a normal sting because it makes it very clear in our text that's in front of us that people are going to want to die. The torture is going to be so bad. Most... Bible scholars believe that this, these are demons that are being talked about. Some believe they, maybe they're demon possessed men that go to battle in helicopters because um, helicopters look like a locust. They have the the propellers look like women's hair. You know, maybe and since there's a person in front, it looks like a woman or a person, a man's face. And so, I mean, it's all this speculation. We don't know. I mean, it's possible they say that. Uh, That here John is trying to describe things he's never seen, so it's possible maybe that's what he sees, he sees these helicopters, and and all he knows is that they're destructive, and so, you know, that's speculation. But for sure, again, most Bible scholars, they believe these are demons released from hell, and they attack men for five months, hell's opened up. I think through this, I think about, these are probably the worst demons that the world has ever seen, and... Some demons are allowed to be on the earth, but these supposedly they're in chains of darkness because they're so wicked and they're going to be released during the time of tribulation. And I think through that, and I think through what if America, what if the United States, we opened up all of our prisons right now and just said, hey, let's let everybody go. Think of how terrible that would be. Mass murderers, serial killers, back on the streets, rapists. Did you know there's over 2 million men and women... uh, in- incarcerated here in the United States, over 2 million. So think, imagine that. That would be like a playground compared to what's going what's to happen with these demons. It's going to be so evil. So they're on the earth. Do you notice the king over them, verse 11? Abaddon and Apollyon, those names mean destroyer. So the king is the destroyer. So again, most likely Satan is over these We had a new couple here that showed up for the first time in the first service. And I I saw them out here as I was greeting people after the first service. and They were like, hi, Pastor, we just wanted to meet you and this and that. And they're like, wow, that's some pretty heavy stuff in the book of Revelation, huh? (laughs) I was like, it is. It's heavy. But I told them something that they've never heard before because I, I don't believe they've ever read the book of Revelation. I said, do you know that the book of Revelation is the only book That has a threefold blessing? And they said, No, we didn't know that. And I said, By reading the book of Revelation, there's a blessing. By hearing, so as we're reading this, just us hearing the book of Revelation, there's a blessing. And when we apply this book, there's a blessing. And they were like, kind of shocked. They're like, no way, I didn't know that. And they kind of, I think they were kind of thinking that this is a sealed book. And I even brought that up. And, and they were like, yeah, we you know, as most people teach this is a sealed book. I said, don't you, do you know, do you know this? It's called the revelation of Jesus Christ. And you know, the word revelation means the unveiling of Jesus Christ. And they're like, no way. So this is the unveiling of Jesus. And as I look through this, as we read through these terrible times, I'm so thankful as a church, we won't be here. I don't want to have to worry about demons having to sting me and being in torment for five months. I am so thankful we don't have to be here for that. We can't change what's going to happen, but we can escape it, right? This is going to happen no matter how hard we pray and we say, Lord, take this away and may this never happen. No, this is an event that's already taken place. In the future, it's not going to change because it's written. This is going to happen. It's going to take place. And what I see with this whole thing, I really see the mercies of God. Follow me with this if you can. I see the mercies of God. I see, it's almost like, you know, one chance after another. God's God's. We've been reading about heavy devastations taking place on the earth. People are hating each other. People are killing each other. War is taking place. Uh, crazy things are happening. The sun's being darkened and all this stuff. And, and through that all, multitudes and multitudes are coming to the Lord. And now God's got some that are really just kind of still rebelling and saying, I don't believe this God stuff. I don't believe in this Jesus stuff. And I'm still, you know, I'm still not going to believe that. And I believe that he's going to give them this technique. He's going to say, you know how bad hell is? Let me give you a little taste test of what hell's going to be like. Try this out. And they get to have a taste of hell. I don't know about you, but if I wasn't a Christian and they, I, these demons are coming after me and I'm being tormented for five months, believe me, I'm on my hands and knees saying, God, forgive me of all my sin. No more rebellion, God, forgive me. No more pride, God, forgive me. And I see the mercies of God, giving them a taste. Kind of like a, a warped way, my, my dad When I was a kid, I don't even remember how old I was. I wasn't that old, and he came home with cigars, you know. And he's like, he's he's like, you guys, you wanna, you guys wanna smoke a cigar with me? And we're like, we're looking at him like, are you for real, Dad? He had these big old fat cigars, and I'm like. Uh, really? And he's like, Yeah, yeah. He goes, Here, follow dad. And he gives us these big things. I mean, I'm just, I'm not even that big. You know, he says, Okay, bite the tip off. I'm like, spit it out. So we're spitting it out. You know, he says, Okay. And he, he lights it up for us. And he, he lights his up and he starts smoking it. You know, and then he goes, Okay, now what I want you to do, I want you to take that and I want you to inhale real deep. <gasps> he goes, Oh, that's good. And I'll blow it out. <sighs> and then he's like, Do it again. All of a sudden, it didn't take more than a few of those. I was green. My brother, I'm looking at my brother. We're like, We're just like falling off the chair. And then he said, in a warped way, I'm not saying this is right, I'm not saying this is good, but in a warped way, he says, well, do you guys, you think you'd like to smoke again? I'll bring a you know, cigar next week. What do you think? We're like, no, Dad, no smoking, no. You keep the smoking. You keep the cigars. You just keep that. It, hold on, we got to go to the restroom. And we were just throwing up. And in his warped way, for him, it was like teaching us that smoking's not good, I don't want you to smoke, in a warped way. This is in a good way. God is saying, hell is so bad. Hell is so diabolical. Hell is a place of torment for all the eternity. Hell is a place that I don't want you to go. As a matter of fact, when you're in a holding place in hell, there's going to come a time when judgment's going to come, and then you're going to go into the lake of fire with, with Satan and all the demonic realm. If you go to hell, your next stop is the lake of fire for all eternity. I don't want anybody going there. So I'm going to give you a little taste of what hell's going to be like here on earth may that be enough. And you know, there's still going to be people, as we're going to read, they're still going to rebel against God. They're still going to turn. They're still going to, they're going to reject his son, Jesus Christ. And they will go to that place. But I see in it, again, the wonderful mercies of God. As we wind down here, I just want to put up a quote that someone tweeted. It was a message someone tweeted a few weeks ago. I want to read it to you. It says, This morning, this is your master's prophetic message for you today. Don't drive your stake, excuse me, your tent stakes too deep. We are leaving soon, so be ready. Do you know who wrote that? Dr. Tim LaHaye. He tweeted that out, and then he went outside to get his newspaper in San Diego, and he had a massive stroke, and he died. Monday morning, July 25th, at 90 years old. That was his last words before he died. And I'll read it to you again. This morning, this is your master's prophetic message for you today. Don't drive your stake tents; your tent stakes too deep. We are leaving soon, so be ready. What a way to go. As you know, he's the co-author of the Left Behind series that are so popular, talking about end times. What a way to go out. Speaking about, don't hold on to this world too tightly, And I believe that is a word for us today as we read about the book of Revelation. Don't hold on too tight. Don't hold on to the things of this world. Let go of those things. Let God be the Lord of your life. Let God rule over us. Let's live for him right to the end. When I used to run track, I tried to do my best to, when when I was running, usually we did the 440. And that we were trained, you know, how to do it. It's the longest sprint, once around the, the track. It was my favorite event. I loved it. But I just remember at the finish line, it's like when you see that finish line, it's like you don't give up. You just start sprinting right to the end. You go faster and faster. And there's many times I would just black out at the finish line. Sometimes one time I, I blacked out before the finish line. That wasn't good. But I want to encourage us. Let's, let's run to the end. Let's sprint to the end. The times we're living in, I kind of did, in the first service, I did a little bit of a prophetic update, kind of sort of, of what's going on in Israel. It's kind of fascinating what's happening. I'm not going to do that here in the second service. If you want to hear about it, please get the tape for the first service. But I just want to end with this message reminding us here, let's finish strong. Let's not grow weary in doing well. Let's keep our eyes on the author and finisher of our faith, Jesus Christ. The devil wants to come. He wants to destroy. He wants to slow you down. He wants to rob that wonderful word of God that's planted in your heart. Don't let it happen. Don't fall to his tactics. Don't be ignorant of his tactics. He's a liar. He's the father of lies. He's a deceiver. Don't fall for it. Let's have a light touch on this earth. and Let's keep our eyes on the creator. And with the last verse, I'll close. Therefore, you also be ready. And that's a word for us today. Be ready. For the Son of Man is coming in an hour you do not know. Amen.
0: You have been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714 788 8221. That's 714 788 8221. We'd like to extend an invitation to visit us here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Our Sunday service times are 10 a.m. and 12 o'clock noon. Our Tuesday evening Bible study begins at 7 p.m. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.